Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Angela Faye Barnard coming to you from Canada's Podcast, where you can listen, discover, and engage. We're talking to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Canada. And uh, today we're on location at the Collision Conference in Toronto. And I'm super excited to introduce Sanjeevan. Sanjeevan Shanmuganathan. Sujeevan Shanu... Shanmuganathan. Shanmuganathan. There you go, you got it. Say that three times fast. That's fantastic. Oh, originally family from Sri Lanka, but yes. moved here to Canada three or, when you were three. Three, right? yeah. So pretty much raised... We were in Montreal for a while and then basically came to Toronto uh, since then. So apologies for not getting it no, quite no, right, right, Rodeo, but... You were super close. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit about him, uh, Abayo. So he is a founder and CEO. I look forward to talking a little bit about your business here in ag tech. Uh, as an innovator, um, he's traveled globally and seen the devastation that food scarcity has on vulnerable communities, seeking to provide a solution with the Dunyan project. Dunya project. Dunya sorry, project. Dunya project. Prior to returning to school to complete a degree in digital futures, uh, he was a mechanical and piping designer for Amec Foster Wheeler, working an international mining and construction project for eight years. So lots of manufacturing, engineering, I got it in there. His background includes design engineering, and he's worked on programming for robotic arms, prototyping, 3D printing technology, motion caption sensors, and, uh, and is a former member of the Canadian Military Reserves. So welcome to Canada's podcast. Thank you for having us, yeah. Angela. So tell me a little bit, I mean, that's quite a background. Wow, fantastic. I just, I'd love to get inside your mind. Can you tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey? So I started working at AMEC when I was 23, worked my way up to become a mechanical designer there. Um, I was there for eight years and then the recession hit. Got laid off, I didn't know what to do. Um, decided to do photography, did that for a while, found OCAD, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go finish my degree at uh, OCAD University. And then we got into that. And in third year, there's the HALT competition, which is through the Clinton Foundation. What was the competition? Oh, uh, the HALT competition. Okay. So it's through the Clinton Foundation. It's about 10,000 schools around the world. And their mandate was, how can you help refugees around the world? And we came up with, okay, let's do uh, hydroponics to help people in refugee camps. Because at the same time, my dad was back in Sri Lanka and he was building greenhouses to teach the local villagers how to farm and sell produce but those greenhouses were still affected by the outside environment. So drought okay. would come and it would fail. Okay. So we looked at beehives and biomimicry. So we catered one unit, so it's one hexagonal unit. You can put it in your backyard. It grows around 1,000 pounds of uh, produce. Or you can connect multiple units together like a beehive and scale up for indigenous reserves, refugee camps, or even in developing nations as well, right? So I'm gonna go back to you as an entrepreneur a little bit. So since 2012, have you been working on this project? No, uh, no, past uh, two years now. Two years, So it okay. was my thesis, so I did my thesis on indigenous reserves um, and food security in Nunavut. In where? In Nunavut. Wow. And how we Fantastic. can uh, address that with hydroponic systems. Okay, so you've got a Canadian thesis, but yes. and where do you anticipate applying your technology? Well, right now we're actually in Botswana. Okay. Uh, we had gone there as part of the Canada-Africa Business Conference. We came back and they actually said from the Ministry of Agriculture, hey, we want you guys back. And we've signed an MOU with them and working on the working agreements. So we're doing two pilot sites, Gabron and Francistown. And the pilot sites will have our clusters, which is seven units together. And we're gonna teach the farmers how to use it how to use our systems as well, and then they get an accreditation and a subsidy through the farmers. 
describe your day-to-day -day work routine right now. Yeah, day-to-day -day we, you know, wake up, go for a small run. So I've gotten my CEO and my CSO to all come for running as well. We start the day, okay, figure out what we need to do, or what are the objectives for the week. So we're trying to think more in short terms as well. So, you know, we're hitting those targets as well. So while they're doing all the paperwork, I'm usually in Brampton where our prototype is. Okay. So I'm doing all the, you know, development, research there, testing what's going to work further. I'm trying to imagine, is it like, you know, you're, you're building a prototype in a garage? Yeah, so yeah. it's in my cousin's garage. I had asked him two years ago, hey, I'm doing a small school project, can I use a garage? And he's like, sure. I'm like, I just need it for a month. Two years later, <laughs> I'm still there. And you guys are still talking? Yeah, yeah, we're okay, still talking because okay, he, he's doing renovations. So he's like, all right, you got one more year until I kick you out. Right? <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it was in his garage. We finally moved it out last year, and now the prototype's been working all throughout winter time. And what are you growing? Um, lettuce, arugula, you know, okay. spinach. We're just testing out the basic ones that will work in a vertical hydroponic system. Mm -hmm. um, testing what works, what doesn't work, and then our beta product is what we would be delivering. So it's a manufactured version, right? So you're going from uh, Uncle's Garage, yes. right, yes. Uh, with your prototype yeah. in Brampton to what's the rest of your day look like? You know, come back home, follow up on the emails. It's a, I find it's a lot of emails, right? Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. sending a lot of emails back and forth, talking to our advisors, our investment um, potentials as well. Right? Well, and I'm a big fan of the Center for Social Innovation too. They, you know, they kind of have led the, the, the scene in, in co-working yes, you know, yes, in Toronto, yeah, it's fantastic. And do you have a private office there and the team actually gets together there? It's an open works concept, so yeah. you know, everyone can come sit where they want. Their space is based on, you can book a meeting room, so we usually book a meeting room every other Saturday, right. the entire team. So we have 10 members on our ten team. 10 on your team, okay. Yes, so they all come in. And physically everybody's in Toronto? Yeah, yeah physically wow, everyone's good. in Toronto. Right. So it's so hard to meet a team anymore that isn't at least partially distributed. Yeah, it, it kind of worked crazy because my CEO was actually my friend. He was just like, you know, one day like, why aren't you doing this as a business? Why aren't you doing it as a startup? It's a great idea. So he kind of pushed me to do it more okay. of as a startup, right? He's been our driving force as well. Nice. And yeah, like he's been a good motivator. And we say now that his part-time job is a doctor. Because <laughs> he is a full-time doctor. Oh, he's a doctor? He's, like a medical doctor? Yeah, he's a medical doctor. Wow. He's doing that full-time and he's been helping out as well with us. Wow. Tell me a little bit about working in, in Toronto. We like to showcase some of the distinctiveness of communities that we work. It is the new tech hub of North America. Mm -hmm. Everyone always thinks of Silicon Valley, but there are so many startups here. Mm -hmm. Just by going to CSI or DMZ as well, yes. and there's so much uh, passion here, you can connect everybody. And Toronto is basically the world put together in a small space. That's a great description. The world put together in a small space. Fantastic. And uh, you know, a lot of our ideas come when we're not working. So where do you get inspiration and maybe a recharge outside of working hours? Just watching some podcasts, YouTube videos, uh, like a lot of, I like watching documentaries, nature documentaries, mm -hmm. so biomimicry, which led to, you know, how our honeycomb design is for the unit as well. Mm -hmm. Just looking at how things are being made and constructed, mm -hmm. I always like to look at the details of things, right? Let's talk a little bit about resources or events or a network that somebody who's thinking about coming here and doing business here, what tips or resources would you say are essential for somebody to tap into? Yeah, I think our accelerators here are really okay. good. Mm -hmm. um, so there's CSI, DMZ, Creative Destruction Lab. A lot of the universities have great resources and then even the government has good programs that I found that can help you um, especially if you're a Canadian company. And I've just heard that from Investment Canada, they have a new branch that's helping international companies do business in Canada. So the province and even the federal government is doing a lot of work 
to bring that business here. Okay, so Investment Canada, Accelerator, yeah. anything else on a personal level maybe? My sister is probably my greatest asset. Wow, fantastic. Don't let her hear this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she worked in public relations uh, and government for so many years and I feel like she knows everybody from Justin Trudeau to the minister walking down the street. She's been my greatest uh, networking asset. and asset. Now I just have to comment because you've talked about your uncle supporting you, your niece supporting you, your sister. I mean, the importance of family. Yes. What, what is that like for you? When you need them, they're there for you, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, obviously everyone's working with sweat equity right now and right. I guess the vision has brought them together and I, I feel like they do believe in me as well and the, nice. what I wanted to achieve and accomplish as well. And, even just asking my cousin whose garage we're in, he's not the type to do startups. He, he's nine to five and works like that, but even he's been like, okay, you know, you could do this. Wow, how important is that, right? As entrepreneurs, having people have our backs. Yes, right? for sure, and yeah. I think that's the thing, right? Family is important and yeah. friends as well. So some fun rapid fire questions. Can you describe a, an impactful book that you could recommend to others? It's called Beacon uh, 55, I believe. It's been a while since I read it. It's about, uh, a lone, a lone serviceman, he's on a beacon in space by himself and it's, it's this kind of a love story that happens there but also about the solitude that humanity will experience when we go into wow. space, right? Interesting. So space has always been an interest for me. Is there a motivational quote that keeps you charged either on your wall or on your desk? There's so many quotes from Carl Sagan I can, uh, okay. I can quote but I'm probably going to be paraphrasing it. You know, that there's only, we only have one planet and we got to take care of it. So we have to work together as a family and community as a globe and look after each other, right? So you have a um, Dunya project, uh, are they called greenhouses? Well, habitats, we've habitats. been calling them habitats, okay. yes. And you can put three foods in there that you grow yourself and that was all you could ever eat. Yes. What would they be? Uh, I'd say uh, lettuce, strawberries, <laughs> and probably uh, beans just because of the nutritional value. If you were uh, on a deserted island, so let's imagine we're at Baffin Island in Canada's far north and there's nobody around, you have no internet connectivity, yes. how long would you last on that island and what would you do there? Uh, probably build, find a shelter first, mm -hmm. you know, build something to protect you from the elements, then find the next resource. I guess this is my military side speaking. Right, <laughs> We've Fantastic. been through that training, so yeah. find shelter, find food, right, and then try to find help if that's what I'm looking for or if I just want to you know retire there maybe that too right <laughs> just build your life there yes. fantastic now let's assume that you had enough cell phone charge to make one phone call and you decided it's time to get off the island who would you call probably my sister to make sure she walks my dog <laughs> <laughs> fantastic thank you so much thank Suj, you so for much joining for having me, me yeah Angela. absolutely this has been Angela Faye Barnard from Canada's podcast where you can listen discover and engage we uh, love talking to entrepreneurs who are making it happen in Canada. And uh, please connect with us on canadaspodcast.com.